From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Common in the culture are these cartoons where you have like an angel on one shoulder and a demon on the other shoulder, and they have these conversations with you, you know, and it's like they're debating in your mind and debating whether you should do something or not do something. And that resonates with a lot of people, even if it's just a cartoon, right? These internal debates about right and wrong about uh, certain issues. Should I do this? Uh, no, you shouldn't do that. Yes, you should do that. That's, that seems to be a common uh, internal debate we have. But this gets to the Christian concept of conscience. Um, this appears a few times throughout the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 8.10, for example, Paul says, If anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will he not be encouraged if his conscience is weak to eat food offered to idols? Now that verse needs some explanation, but at least the concept uh, comes up. I wonder if you can think, talk about this con concept of conscience as a Christian. What, what is the conscience and what does the conscience do? Yeah. The conscience is that, that part of us that God built into all of us that passes judgment. So we have an internal means by which we judge whether things are right for us or wrong for us, good for us or, or destructive for us. Mm -hmm. and, and that conscience is important. It, it's a part of us that we're not to, to uh, abuse or take lightly. It serves us well. Now, there are things we need to know about it. It's not the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Your conscience can be wrong. But nonetheless, it, it, it ought not to be um, lightly disregarded. You're to pay attention to it. So what do you do with, with, with the conscience? You inform it with truth. Mm. You inform it with the truth of Scripture. So thinking about the passage you just, you just gave us, 1 Corinthians 8.10, what do you see in that passage? You, you have people who may be feeling guilty about something they shouldn't. They're, they're buying meat out of a market where there have been sacrifices made in pagan temples. After the sacrifices, some of that meat sold in the public market. People purchase it there. They're having a meal. Someone comes to sit down for a meal. And somehow you make known to them that this meat had, a, had its source in idolatry. And their conscience is bothered by that, thinking that somehow they're going to defile themselves if they eat this meat since it was once offered to an idol. Meat is meat. Paul makes this, this mm. point. It's, it's not defiled just because it, it first was from a pagan temple, then sold in a public market. It doesn't defile it. Nonetheless, if someone's conscience bothers them, mm -hmm. they ought not to just plow through their conscience, nor should you insult them by not caring about their conscience. What's interesting to me, though, Josh, is in that passage, the danger is them following you. So your conscience, let's say your conscience isn't bothered by it. Mm -hmm. To you, meat is meat. Mm -hmm. The danger he envisions there is those people going ahead and partaking with you, though their conscience is bothering them. Mm -hmm. That's the danger. And I raise that issue because I think sometimes when we talk about conscience issues in the church, what we're saying to people most of the time is, don't do this because it might make someone angry, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. then they may be upset with you. Their conscience may not agree with mm -hmm. what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So you need to limit what you do so as not to offend mm -hmm. someone with a more sensitive conscience. The danger envisioned in that text is, is not so much offending them as them following you in your example and violating their conscience. So they go ahead. 
they go ahead. They, they partake of the meat, and in that way their conscience is, is, is troubled. So that's really where we need to be, I think, sensitive, most sensitive in the Lord's church. Is somebody going to, if I say I've got liberty to do something, is someone, someone who doesn't, their conscience hasn't been informed the way mine has, is that the danger of them following me in my liberty and in that way hurting themselves by ignoring their conscience, plowing through their conscience, violating their conscience. That's the greatest danger in 1 Corinthians 8 is actually hurting someone by encouraging them to plow through their conscience. So the conscience isn't inerrant. It can be wrongly informed, needs to be informed with the truth, but by believers it ought not to be ignored. I don't just plow through my conscience, I pay attention to it. What happens when you go against your conscience? You end up over time making it callous, so to speak. You know, taking that spiritual reality and you and equating it with something physical. It's like like producing calluses on your hands mm-hmm. that you, you're you're not as responsive to your conscience. Your conscience doesn't bother you anymore, but not mm. because it's been rightly informed, but because it's been ignored mm. again and again and again. Hmm. So that's that's the danger. And you and you're saying too that you cannot, if I hear you rightly, you cannot enforce your conscience standards on somebody else. No. If we're talking about matters of conscience, then we're talking about things not clearly spoken of in Scripture. Let's make that clear. Mm-hmm. We're not saying that as believers, I have the right to disregard the Word of God, ever. Mm-hmm. No, we're talking about matters that are not spelled out in Scripture and now becomes uh, the subject of our judgments. And I can't take my personal standards I'm not talking about biblical standards. Even if I argue that my standards are informed by Scripture, mm-hmm. I still don't have something that I can point to and say the Bible forbids this or the Bible requires you to do this. I can't take. I don't have a verse like that. So now I'm talking about my own personal judgment. I t- cannot take that and enforce that on you and say because I feel strongly about this. Now, either you agree with me or you're sinning. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I can, I can try to persuade That's you. That's what I was going to ask. Can you persuade somebody I can try to, persuade to change you. their conscience standard? I, I, I think you can. I think you can inform okay. it. I think you can say, look, here, here are the reasons why I've arrived at the decisions I have. Mm-hmm. Here are the, the, the matters that belong to the realm of wisdom mm. as to why I've made the decisions that I have. I would exhort you to mm-hmm. do the same. But what I cannot do is treat a brother or sister like they're sinning mm-hmm. because they don't, they don't see it the way it's that the I see it. the same way you do. Yeah. And, and I, in fact, would encourage... So sometimes someone may admire us in such a way that they want to follow in our footsteps Mm -hmm. even though their conscience really isn't informed the same way mine is. Mm -hmm. See, that's what I've got to be careful of. That's what we were talking about earlier. So just envisioning, let's say I really admire Josh Philpott and he has a particular standard about, I don't know, think about something years ago that people struggle with, going to the theater. He Mm -hmm. feels free to go see a movie. And I was raised in a home where my family didn't go to the theater. They saw it as, as uh, supporting Hollywood, which led to the downfall in moral standards. So my conscience has been informed. I don't go do that, but he does. But I, 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 I'm a member of the church. I see how the Lord uses you in music ministry. I greatly admire you. In my conscience, I don't think I should do it, but you're going, so I'm gonna go with you. See, that, that is dangerous for me. If, if I'm not free in my conscience to do it, mm-hmm. then don't. Now, if Josh can give me reasons why he goes and he can rightly inform my conscience and it makes sense to me and I see that, mm-hmm. then I can follow in your footsteps and I'm safe. Mm-hmm. But you need to love the Lord enough and love me enough, you actually care about that. Mm-hmm. 
that if I admire you and I would follow in your footsteps, you would say to me, hold on, Rich, before you go with me, let's talk about this because I know there was a time you didn't. Yeah. Why do you all of a sudden feel like you can? Mm-hmm. So I need to care enough about you to have that conversation. So that's the causing a brother to stumble. Yeah, that's... So yeah, it's, it's encouraging them to plow through their conscience okay. and follow our example. So um, so even, even if I have some certain convictions um, about any matter, as long as it's not a matter of, say, doctrine, um, faith, holiness, those sorts of things, clear sin issues, um, I shouldn't remain unpersuadable? That's right. That's exactly right. It's a great way to say it. Yeah, if it's not a, a matter spelled out in Scripture, I need to be persuadable if it's right to persuade me. Mm-hmm. I also need to have the strength of conviction about my conscience to the degree that, <clears throat> that if you don't really persuade me on, honestly, mm-hmm. genuinely, then I can also stand my ground because what I want more than to please you is to please the Lord. And what I, if I love you rightly and love the Lord rightly, what I want for you is to most want to please the Lord also, mm-hmm. not to please me. And so on, bo- on both counts, we, yes, we're ready to be persuaded. Mm-hmm. We're also ready, if need be, to, to say, I just, I just can't go there with you. I'm just not mm-hmm. persuaded by that. Mm-hmm. And doesn't that, Josh, speak of, of what it means to be brothers, mm. that we can love each other on mm-hmm. that ground, sure, yeah. and 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 I, I I fear sometimes that we don't do that well mm-hmm. in, the, in the Lord's church, that we end up causing divides where they're unnecessary, mm. because we can't leave each other free mm. to respond to conscience. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to be on my side, mm-hmm. or we can't walk together, mm. and that's certainly not what what uh, the New Testament teaches. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener-supported, so if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels, so be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingandgrace.org.